0: Lord, we just thank you. Lord, there's so much. I just liked, it's like I'm just voiced my thoughts to you this morning, Lord. It's like the songs that you chose this morning, Lord, were the songs that I offered in my heart to you, God. And they reminded me, God, of my covenant to you. They remind me, Father God of your words to me. They remind me this morning, God, that in the midst of despair and discouragement and disappointment, God, that you come and you show that you are God. And so, Father, I just thank you this morning, Lord. There's so much as she says to give you thanks for. Not only that we got up this morning. But there's so much more, the minute detail that we tend to overlook each day to give you thanks. And Father, that I share your word, God. Lord, bypass me. Mm. Bypass me, God, and speak to your people. Speak to our hearts, God, and may we hear you speak with such clarity that we would have known that you have spoken. God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for the message of encouragement to our hearts this morning. And I give you thanks, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm -hmm. My name is Ava Green Cameron. And this morning, I just want to welcome you in our, those who are in my mid-sitting In my midst and those who are listening to us online, I want to welcome you this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you you for taking the time to be with us. We, we, We see it as a privilege. We see it as an honor for you to grace us with your presence. This morning, the topic of my message is, my heart condition determines my harvest. My heart condition determines my harvest. And I, that is just personalizing it because I will say to you that your heart condition determines your harvest. I will repeat, your heart condition determines your harvest. And the text I've been looking at this morning is Matthew 13 from verse 3 to verse 23. Last week, we learned that you and I are farmers, and our words and our thoughts and our actions and our money, our possessions, are seeds that we sow. And these seeds germinate and bring forth an abundant harvest after its kind. And so we see as farmers that we plan so many things our thoughts. And it's like this week, oh my God, I have been so tested. It's like the very word that, we, that was spoken on Sunday every single day this week came to test me. Let me see what you're sowing today. Let me see the thoughts you're sowing today. Let me see the words you're sowing today when the things are happening in your sight. Let me see what you're sowing today. And I was tested and I was tested and I was tested. And I had to cry out to the Lord. It's like I was crying out to the Lord every minute because my thoughts, I wanted to sow negative thoughts. I wanted to speak words based off what I saw. And the Lord kept asking me, Let me see what words you would give life to, that you would bring forth a harvest to. And so this week, we want to look at. This scripture in Matthew 13, it tells us now that Jesus, God the Father, is the farmer. And that the seed that is sown, which is his word, is the word of God. So uh, let me repeat. God is the farmer in this text we're going to be looking at this week. The seed is his word. And the soil on which he's planting his seed is our hearts. God is the farmer this week. Last week we were the farmer. And we were the ones sowing the seeds. But this week God is the farmer. His word or his message is the seed. And our hearts are the soil. As we examine the text this morning, I want us to pay careful attention to every soil type. And as I present them to you, ask yourself, which soil type best represents the conditions of my heart? Which soil type best represents, or soil types, because you may find yourself in more than one, represents the conditions of your heart, Matthew 13 reads as follows. Verse 3, it says, Then he told them, and this he is Jesus, Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell among the path, and the birds came and ate it up. hundred, sorry, sixty or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. So the parable that I just read is called the parable of the the sower or the parable of the four soils. And it is an earthly illustration with a heavenly meaning. Jesus used the parable of the sower to teach that the condition of your heart and my heart's heart is determining how productive and fruitful the Word of God will be in our life, or in our lives. The condition of your heart and my heart determine how productive and fruitful the Word of God will be in our lives. Matthew thirteen three to nine that I just read tells. Of the farmer who went to sow his seed. And when you look at the word. He said he didn't go to sow. The farmer did not sow many seeds. This farmer sowed. He went. A farmer went out to sow his seed. God the farmer went out to sow one seed. The seed is a message. The seed is the word of God. It's not many seeds. So, depend, so de- even in different cultures and different age groups. And different. It's the same one message. The message is consistent. It does not change. It may, the, 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 the messenger will change, but the message is always the same. The hearts in which the message is sown to will always be different, but the message remains the same. The soil I'm recognizing is that it is symbolic of our hearts and our hearts' response. He speaks about the pathway the rocky ground, the thorny ground, and the good ground. Soil, we know, uh, if, you, if you have ever planted anything, especially spring, soil is necessary for a plant to grow. Well, they are coming up with these new things where the plants are growing hydroponics, right? Co- growing down. And so they have these new methods. But the typical soil, the typical plant requires soil. Soil provides the plant... And the root provides the base for the roots. It provides the nutrient that the plant needs for the plant to be healthy. The better the soil, the more fruitful the harvest. The better the soil, the more fruitful the harvest. Last week we recognized the importance of the seed. This week we don't have to question the seed. The seed is the God's seed. It is his word. So it's already a word, a seed. That is resistant to fungus, resistant to disease, and resistant to any form of virus, so we don 't have to question the seed that God is planting, but what we have to look at is the soil in which he 's planting, because the better the soil in this situation, the more or the f- more fruitful the harvest in chapter in verse thirteen in verse eighteen to twenty three Jesus went on. And he starts and he, he interprets the parable. And I want you to note that even as Jesus interprets the, 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 the parable, he's saying, God plants his word in our hearts, but the fruitfulness of God's word, even though the message does not change, it is you and I who determines the productivity. And the fruitfulness of this word. So let us look at each soil and let us examine our hearts and and heed. I I gave you a handout this morning and for those who are online, um, I'm not sure if you have. It was sent to some person by email and and it's also on the, the church's site. And the soil this morning we're looking at the first soil is the pathway. and the, 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 the pathway, if you think about a pathway, if you if you're one to walk through a grass area or, or, or to have an area that people are always trampling, anything that is thrown on that pathway or that ground sits on top because it's already hardened, it is already callous, it's already trampled. The, the seed cannot bore or bury its way in because it's already a hardened area. It, it feels like concrete. Because when, you, when you're in construction, and b- before you pour concrete, you trample. You, you solidify that ground area so it does not move when the concrete is poured on it. So it becomes like a hard concrete. And the type of heart that the ground, that pathway represents is a hardened And an unbelieving heart. A hardened and an unbelieving heart is a heart that hears a message. But the word of God is taken away because they do not understand. And they do not believe. So we see the hardened heart when we think of an unbeliever. An unbeliever who constantly hears the word of God. Hears it but yet walks away or walks away. Without accepting it. Without receiving it. Without adhering to it. But we also recognize that even in the kingdom of God. We have hardened hearts. Because this week even as I prepared. I saw areas in my life. Where my heart have or has been hardened. And even while I was preparing. I saw the hardness of my heart coming to the forefront. And I had to stop and and look at it. A hardened heart. For a believer is a believer who continually sin in an area. Because the area that we continue to sin in is the area where we are hardened. And so if you find that over and over and over you harbor offense, you are, you are resentful, you are unforgiving, you are malicious, you are revengeful, You are deceitful, rebellious, and unbelieving. That's an hardened heart. Only a hardened heart can be unforgiving for any period of time. Because as the word comes, it brings conviction. And normally, if you are hearing and understanding and accepting the word, it causes you not to want to be hardened. Only a hardened heart will continually Or continuously be offensive. Only a hardened heart will continually be rebellious. Or revengeful. Because if the word of God comes and the word comes. The scripture says the word of God is a double-edged sword. That comes and it divides. It comes and it reveals the intent of the heart. The word of God comes and it reveals to you what is happening in your heart. And if after the word comes and reveals to your heart what is happening, and you remain in that place, you have a hardened and a callous heart. And so when we think of a a pathway or a hardened heart, the natural thing is to think of an unbeliever who do not know God, who are yet to to constantly hear, but yet to make that decision. But we see that even in the kingdom, a believer and God says, I'm going to turn that heart. So what happens in a situation like that? The evil one came. The message is heard. But because the, the error is trampled on. Because something happened that was never addressed. Because an issue happened many years ago. Or happened last week and you have not addressed it. Today. The heart is hard. The, the heart is hardened, and so when the word of God comes, it's like you throwing out grains, and the birds just come and pick them up because they are just lying on the surface. It's not affecting. It's not doing anything. It's not growing. It's not germinating. It's not boring its way down into the soil to grow. It is just sitting on concrete. Can you can can think about it? Can a seed grow on concrete? No, and a hardened heart is like concrete. It's like a piece of board, stiff, nothing, no life, dead, unyielding. And the evil one comes and he snatches away what is sown in the heart. The word of God cannot grow and bear fruit where there is a cynical heart. The word of God cannot grow and bear fruit where there is an unbelieving heart. The word of God cannot bear and grow fruit where there is an unprepared and unhardened heart. The God's instruction and remedy remedy to you and I this morning, who may be listening or who are listening to my voice and you find that you have a hardened heart, in Hebrews three twelve to 15, God says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Because that's what sin does. Sin deceives us. And tells us that you have the right to be offended. You have the right to be upset. You have the right to be malicious. You have the right to be deceitful. You have the right to be offended. That's what sin says. Sin comes and deceives us. But the scripture last week we read in Galatians 6 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. And we recognize from last week that if we sow rebellion, we will reap rebellion. If we sow an unforgiving heart or an unforgiving seed, we will reap an unforgiving seed. We have come, the scripture in Hebrews 3, 12 to 15 says, We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. And Jesus is saying to us, today, if you hear my voice, if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. As they did in the rebellion. Because God, God is saying to us, for you to have a hardened heart, it's a rebellious heart. A heart that is saying, God, no matter what your word is saying, I am holding and I'm sticking to my right. Right? I am holding on. I am I choose to do what I want to do. I must give revenge. I must be I must be revengeful. I must do. I must do back to you what you did to me. That's what a hardened heart says. And the Lord showed me this week how I have allowed my heart to be hardened by life. By life situations coming in, by things being done to me, I have responded by protecting myself and I have developed a callous and a hardened heart. But thanks be to God in 1 John 1, 9, he says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And so James again, comes and he says to us, but if you submit yourself to God and you resist the enemy, he must flee. So when the enemy comes to deceive you and to say to you, you must do back to them what they did to you." you. You have the right to be upset. That's the enemy deceiving you. That is the enemy saying to you, do back to them. Think about it. Look at what they said to you. Look at what was done to you. Look at what she said to you. Look at what he did to you. Do back to him or her what they did to you. That is the enemy helping you and giving you nuggets and, and, and ways to develop and maintain a callous and a hardened heart. But thanks be to God in Hebrews three twelve to 15, and in 1 John 1 to 9, and in James 4 to 7, verse 7, God comes and he gives us a remedy and he instructs us how not to live with a hardened heart. Then the next hard type that we saw or soil type that we saw was a rocky ground. And a rocky ground is an emotional heart. And hear what I am not saying. Emotions are given to us by God. But at the same time, we need to manage our emotions. So it is normal to be angry. But the scripture says, do not sin. It's okay to feel lonely. But the scripture says, you are never alone. I am always with you. So even in the midst of what you're feeling, he comes and he counters it. He says you may feel different feelings, and they are normal. But he says that in all situations, manage them. Even fear, fear is an emotion. And fear teaches you where there is danger. Fear will say it's dangerous over there, or it's dangerous to do that. But if fear is now ruling you and dictating your life, you have an emotional heart. Because Jesus says, fear not, because I have overcome the world. I am with you. So we see the rocky ground represents an emotional heart. And an emotional heart is a heart that hears the message of God, experiences enthusiasm and passion and excitement filled with joy. But it's only for a while. I found myself in that place too excited, ready to share the good news with everyone who wants to hear. And even if they don't want to hear, I want to tell them. And then something comes in my life to test me. It says in the time of testing, when the external pressure, because the rocky ground, it is the external pressure that came Things that affect you from the outside. Not your thoughts, no. Things that are happening to you from the outside. The things that you have no control over. The people you're working with. The people you're living with. The the coronavirus is 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 an external pressure. It's an external challenge that comes. You have no control over it. And when it comes, it affects your dreams. Because what it does, it changes the status, it changes the condition, it changes your plan and all of what you wanted to do. And it comes and it brings about an unexpected change. And what happens is that your joy is burnt out quickly. Passion and excitement is insufficient to bring about a fruitful heart. So when we have these moments where we are on the high and we are shouting and and there's nothing going to stand in my place as long as I'm alive to glorify your name. God, ain't no tree going to praise you for me. Ain't no bird going to sing for me. But when something comes along the way, when coronavirus comes and you're wondering, will I have a job? Will I lose my job? Will I get it or will I not get it? What will happen? Will I have food? An external situation comes that you have now control over. Your faith of singing, your faith of shouting on the mountaintop dissipates. Passion and excitement can get the journey started, but it takes persistence. Persistence when the time is hard. Persistent when the evidence looking at you saying, I look like I may get this thing. The evidence says my life is not happy. The evidence says I may lose my work. The evidence says I am lonely. The evidence says I have no money. The evidence says my children. The evidence says something. But it's only when we persist despite the hardships, despite the challenges, and work hard that we will be able to produce a fruitful harvest. And in this situation, the rocky ground was, the seed is received. The seed was received. It was received with enthusiasm. You saw the scripture said it was received with joy. And it actually began to grow. But because the soil is rocky, and if anybody who knows rocky soil, the, the soil is very thin. And normally a rocky soil it, it invariably the wind that blows over time and, and the soil moves because it's predominantly rock. Or you may find little crevices and little rock, but it's normally not deep soil. It's normally the depth of it is insufficient for, for roots to grow. But when the sun comes up, the sun again is the external. When the sun comes up because there is no root, the plant withers and is scorched. The roots were not deep enough to sustain the plants. When the word of God is not applied to our, life, our lives every day, and when the change comes, our character and our wills are not affected or not impacted to bring about change. When the word of God is not applied to our everyday life to change our will and character, when the external pressure such as persecution, because it speaks about persecution. If you look at the Mark scripture, the Mark 4 scripture and the Luke 8 scripture of the same story, it speaks about the persecution and the tribulation that comes because of the word. So imagine you're being persecuted because you're a believer. People don't like you because you pray too much. Or people don't like you because you're, you, you, you're super, in their mind, you're superficial because you're always in the presence of the Lord as far as they see. Or they don't like you because you go to work and say, I won't do what you're doing because I'm a believer. People will just not like you for that. But Jesus encourages us. He says, it's not you they don't like. It's me. Jesus says, they don't like, it's not you they don't like. is him, Jesus, they don't like why are they are not able to address you. So if someone has a problem with how often you pray, or how long you pray, or what you do, check it. It is Jesus they don't like, it's not you. An emotional heart succumbs to pressure and is unable to endure. The emotional heart is shallow and immature, it is unable to sustain the word of God in times of trials. What do you do when situations come? Do you praise as much as you normally would have done when all things are going according to your plans? Are you one who pray and praise God. Say God, thank you for the tribulation. Lord, thank you for the trials. Or do you pull away and cry and, 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 and whatever you do, you have to look at it. Which heart do you have? What soil type best describe your condition of your heart? But thanks be to God. God is always coming with an instruction and a remedy. And in Colossians 3, 1-2, he says set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated. At the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above. Not on earthly things. So when the situations come. The coronaviruses come. And the oppression come from, your, from, your, from work. Or the oppression comes from wherever. God is saying to you. Set your hearts. On things above. Set your minds on things above. Psalms 119 verse 11 tells us to hide the word of God in our hearts so that we might not sin against God. Because when the, when the, when the, when the sun comes and when the external things come and, and the plant is scorched and withered, it dies. And when it dies, you sin. And God is saying to you, hide the word of God in your heart so that you might not sin. In 1 Peter 1, 1.8, he said, be sober-minded, be watchful. So even as I'm speaking now, I know this week I need to be watchful. I need to be sober-minded. Because the enemy, the adversary, the evil one prowls around like a lion seeking Someone to devour. And so God says, I am giving you the word from today. Because you're going to need it Monday. You're going to need it Tuesday. You're going to need it Wednesday. You're going to need it all the way back. Because the enemy comes. Prowling around seeking you someone to devour. In Ephesians 4.20. Sorry, in Ephesians 4.20-24. 20 Paul tells us. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by the deceitful desires. The deceitful desires tell us that if I don't have this and if my life is not going that way, I am unhappy. The deceitful desires tells us that if I don't have a certain amount of money in my bank account, I am unhappy. If I can't pay the bills at the date it's due, I should be unhappy. But Paul tells us to be made new in the attitude of our minds. To put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And to put on this new attitude is a change of perspective that I am learning each day. I'm asking the Lord each day, Lord, help me to think like you think. Help me to see things the way you see. Because if I have the mind of Christ, I should address things. I should see things the way he does. Psalm 34, 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted." And he saved those who are crushed. So if you have an emotional heart today, God is saying to you, I am close to you. And I save those who are crushed in spirit. Have you been looking so far at the heart conditions? Which one, if any, so far represents your heart? Then the next heart is a thorny ground, which is a fearful heart. Anxious heart. And this type of heart hears and receives the message of God. But do not mature because they are weighed down with fear, anxiety, and worry. So here it is, the rocky ground. Coronavirus is the external factor. The possibility of you losing your job is the external factor. The possibility of you not having enough money to buy tissue and and paper towel is an external factor. The possibility of you not having enough to be able to or even be able to go out is an external factor. But here it is with the thorny ground which is a fearful heart. Now take that information and sit at home and worry to death. Sit at home and be overly concerned. The, word, the, the cares of, of the world. The health and financial problem. The desires for riches and pleasures. Relational and family problems. Come and choke the word. A thorny heart is a heart that the belief in God. And the fear of the world. And the, and the cares of the world. Co- cohabit together. And what happens in a situation like that? The fear of the world, the cares of the world, the anxiety things of the world, the worry things of the world comes and devour, chokes. And when I think about it, think about, have you ever seen uh, plants that grow near grass where the gra- or have you ever dug out an area where grass is and plant something? The grass root you will see that tree standing or that plant standing. But when the grass root intertwine and wraps that plant, it never bears. And even if it bears, it is not to its full potential because the grass is just like it is choking it. What happened and why? According to the Matthew scripture, it says the ground was fertile. And not only was a good seed allowed to grow, but also thorny plants, which eventually choke the good plants and made them unfruitful. So in essence, each day you wake up and you're saying, Lord, I trust you. But as you finish trusting him, you walk away and you you start to fear. And you you listen to the news. (laughs) CNN says, breaking news, breaking news. CNN says, breaking news. Isn't that what happens? Or someone sends you a WhatsApp message and your heart fears comes in again. So what you're doing, you're having belief in God and fear of the world growing together and living together. And every day you go from, Lord, I trust you. But then you jump over to fear as you hear something. The word was heard, understood, and obeyed, but the cares of the world, the worries of this life, the anxious thoughts, the desires for pleasure, delight and glamour, and the deceitfulness of riches and wealth choke the plant. But again, here God comes with instructions and remedy for such a heart. In Philippians 4:67. He says, be anxious for nothing. Exchange your anxiety, he's saying, for prayer and petition. But not just prayer because we pray many times from doubt or we pray from worry. He said, pray with thanksgiving. So I heard and this morning. And when she prayed and said to the Lord, she recognized that Corona is here. But she said, Lord, I choose to praise you. And God says when you come to me with prayer and petition come with thanksgiving and let your request be made known to me. And my peace which surpasses all understanding because you people may wonder how are you peaceful when corona is around? How are you peaceful when you go to the supermarket and there's no tissue and, and, and paper towel? How are you peaceful when there's no water God is saying, the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So what, what he's saying to you this morning, exchange anxiety for prayer and petition but with thanksgiving. Exchange worry and take up a heart of thanksgiving. Exchange that moment of, of being worrisome and fearful and instead Come before him with petition and prayers, but with thanksgiving. And his peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Then in Jeremiah 29, he reminds us, he says, Even though Corona is here, even though there are shortages in the supermarket, even though you may not have enough money to pay your bills or you were just laid off, even though you may not have money to pay your rent and your mortgage, I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah 29, 11 says. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And then in Mark 5, verse 36, God says to us, Jesus says, Do not be afraid, just believe. Do not be afraid, just believe. Psalms 55, 22 says, okay, if it is so difficult for you to believe, cast your cares and your burdens on me. Cast your cares and your burdens upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be forsaken. I remember my mother, even before my mother totally committed her heart to the Lord. She has irked the earth scripture is, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed beg bread. And even though she said I was, she was not the righteous, she believed that she was the seed of the righteous. So, so where are you this morning? Are you the righteous or the seed of the righteous? Because it is not something only to the righteous. He said, even the, the seed of the righteous will not beg bread. So even the seed of the righteous, there will be tissue, there will be water, there will be everything that you need. He says cast your burden on me, and I will sustain you. Then in Proverbs 4.23, he says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. If your heart has fear, if your heart has anxiety and worry, it's going to choke out your praise. It's going to kill your praise. It's going to eradicate your praise. I really see the day that I am anxious or fearful or worrisome. In that moment, I am never normally praising. And even if I am praying, it is a heart of, of, of worry. A, a heart that is overly concerned and nothing is wrong with being concerned. But when you are overly concerned, you are in the red. Then the final heart is a good ground. And that type of heart is a pure and a believing heart. It's a heart that hears the word of God, retains it, and perseveres until it produces and bears fruit. It's a heart that says, I am not giving up. I am holding on God and even if whatever, even if the situations that are looking in my face come, and even if they happen, even if the evidence becomes factual in my life, I am going to push until you say otherwise. I am going to believe you God until you say otherwise. I am going to hold on God until you say otherwise. That heart is a, a pure and a believing heart, is a noble heart. It is not contaminated by other things. It is totally devoted to God. It serves nothing else. Because the reality is, whatever you and I fear, more than we fear God, is our God. If, if I fear my inability to pay my debts, More than I fear God, and the fearing God is a love for God to provide for me, who tells me that the righteous will never be forsaken, and his seed will never be begging for bread. If I fear my inability to pay my bills, more than I trust God to do what he says he's doing, then fear is my God. Titus 1.15 says, To the pure all things are pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, Nothing is pure. So what happened and why? What happened to a heart like that and why? It yielded a crop of a hundred, sixty or thirty times of what is sown. Think about it. A pure and a believing heart is going to naturally bring about a good harvest. The ground is going to be fertile and it's going to be weed free because weeds are anxiety, worry, all of those things are weeds that are growing up, but a pure heart have that weed-free heart. Yes, they see things happen. Yes, they hear the news. Yes, their situation in their lives, they have a real-life situation, at work, at home, wherever. But they choose to trust God. The word of God is heard, understood, obeyed, even though they face their faith with trials even though the cares of life are staring them in their face. And Jesus comes and he speaks to a heart like that and he says, remain in me. John 15 verse 4 says, remain in Jesus and he will remain in you. Abide in me and I will abide in you. Proverbs 91 says, if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, you will rest. So if we're not resting, it's because we're not dwelling. If we're not resting, it's because our hearts are full of weeds, thorny hearts, or maybe rocky hearts, or a hardened heart. Second Peter 1, 5-8 says, Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. And to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in, in, in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. Psalms 119 verse 9 says, ask this question, how can a young man keep his way pure? He keeps his way pure by keeping the ways of the Lord. First John 2, 6 says, walk as Jesus walked. And how, when you stop to think, how did Jesus walk? Jesus walked knowing who he was. Jesus walked with authority. He walked with confidence. He recognized that I lay my life down. You don't take my life. I decide when I lay my life down. And if we have that mindset where we recognize that corona cannot attack us unless God says so. I'll be walking around fearful. Yes, because corona going to come. Many coronas have come. There are things worse than corona that our lives were hit with. And God chose that today you are here sitting down or here listening. Galatians 5, 6 says, walk in the spirit so that you do not gratify the desires of the flesh. And 1 John 2, 15, 16 says, do not love the world or the things of the world. And so we recognize that God has given us instructions, given us a remedy, depending on the heart that you find yourself with. And even as I've just presented, I want you to answer. Which soul type best describes your heart condition? Is it the hardened heart? Is it the rocky heart? The emotional heart? The fearful heart? The pure and the believing heart? And as I said to you, as I prepared this week, I recognize that my heart condition, I have all four s- soil types. I'm such a confused area for a plant to grow. At this main moment I'm believing and I'm pure, and the next minute I'm hardened and I'm rocky and I'm thorny. It reminds me of many years ago before I moved to Texas, a lady told me about a friend of hers who bought a a large plot of acreage. And what they bought it to do, they are unable to do because the soil type varies drastically, dramatically in the same little spot, and they are unable to do what they wanted to do. So that that project was abandoned. Because every move, every couple feet they move out, the soil type changed. And that reminded me of my heart this week. The word of God remains the same. But the condition of your heart and my heart. Impact our ability to hear. To receive and understand the word of God. And the state of your heart and my heart. Determine the fruitfulness of what we produce. The good heart will always yield a fruitful harvest. Luke 6.45 tells us a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. What you and I say flow from what is in our heart. What you and I do flows from the abundance of our hearts. But Jesus offers the good news. To those who are not yet saved, he says, I call you, come. Break up the hardened heart. He says, I have the ability to turn a heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And if you are already saved and you recognize that your heart is anything but pure and believing, God is saying to you, the same grace that I used to save you, it is sufficient this morning to change you. And he says if we confess our sins according to Hebrews 8 and 10, God will put his law in our hearts, in our minds, and he will be our God and we his people. So I want you to think this morning and I know even as I went through it you would have gotten an opportunity to see where your heart is because I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit would have revealed to you which heart or which hearts, heart conditions represent your heart but this morning I want us to pray how to walk in your way. Teach us how to walk in your ways and to walk in the spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh. Teach us how to abide in you, how to remain in you, God, so that you can remain in us. Teach us, Father God, to have pure. He says, to the pure, all things are pure. But to the defiling, God, all things are are impure. And so, Father, I thank you that we will not be afraid today. I thank you, Lord God, that you have called us to cast our burdens and our cares on you. I thank you, Father God, that you have called us to guard our hearts. Guard our hearts. Guard our hearts today. When we watch the CNN news, the breaking news, when we read and listen to those WhatsApp messages, guard our hearts. That's what you're saying to us today. Guard our hearts and be anxious for nothing. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you that you have a remedy I thank you that you have a remedy, God, King Jesus, Physician Jesus, Psychology Jesus, Psychiatrist Jesus. You have a remedy for everything that we would face. Financial Jesus, Insurance Jesus, you have a remedy for everything that we would face. And we give you thanks today. We give you thanks, Lord. And for those of us who yet, Father God, for that word to germinate and to take root in our hearts, God. I pray that today we will, that will be the day today that we confess with our mouth that you are God. That today is the day that we will confess, God, all our sins before you, God. Knowing and having that confidence that you hear us and forgive us of all our sins. God, your grace is sufficient to save us. Your grace is sufficient, Father God, to save everyone who calls upon you today. You say, when you call, I will answer. So if you do not know Jesus as your Lord today, call unto him, call unto him, call out to him, call out to him, and he says he will come and he will save you. He will forgive you of your sins and he will reconcile you with the Father. Give you opening, give you an, an, an ability where you can go before the Lord with your petition and request with thanksgiving and make all your requests known to him but he said you must come come if you are hungry come if you have no money come if you have no relationship with jesus come he says come and he will take away every care and concern. He says, come, I'll keep in perfect peace those whose eyes are on me. I will, he didn't promise to remove the situation. But he promised to keep you in peace even in the midst of the situations. And so this morning, if you do not know him, he says, do not harden your voice. Do not harden your ears. Do not harden your heart, sorry, when you hear his voice. And if you do know him, you're already a believer. Remember, he says, come. I have the remedy for every condition. I have the anointing. I have the the, the portion. I have the prescription. I know the, the remedy. To heal your situations. And so, Father, we thank you. God, as we go today, as we go today, God, we're going knowing, God, that this, the deceiver will come not even a second after we're finished to deceive us and to snatch away the word that you spoke this morning. For some, God, it's already gone because, Lord, they were in and they were out and they were distracted. And that's how the enemy works. For some this morning, Lord, they heard the word with one ear, but they, it, it didn't, re- it didn't re- resonate on their heart because it went out to the other ear. But this morning for the rest of us, Lord, may we cling on to this word this morning. May this word be activated in our hearts this morning. May not only today we speak about the God that we know, God who heals hearts that are thorny and rocky and hardened and cause us to have a pure heart, but when we speak about it every day this week, God. So God, cover our hearts. You tell us to guard our hearts, God, guard our hearts. By believing the truth. Guard our hearts by staying in the word. Guard our hearts by releasing the errors in our lives that are hardened, the offenses that we walk around with, the revenges and the, and the unforgiveness that we have. Release the rebellious side because rebellion is like witchcraft, the scripture tells us. And so, Father, may we release the errors in our lives. May we give them to you, Lord. Lord, we give you the person who has hurt us. We give you the people who have spoken the negative things about us. We give you the people, God, who hurt us the most. The people who know, who who God, who has set out, God, knowingly or unknowingly that have hurt us. Because, Lord, I choose not to live with a hardened heart today. I choose not to be revengeful and offended today. I choose not to be rebellious and disobedient today. I choose, Father God, to have a pure heart, a believing heart, a heart that runs after my God, a heart that knows how to submit. So, Father, as we go today, God, I pray the blessing over everyone who is listening to the sound of my voice that today and for the rest of your life That we will aspire and we will persevere and we will push and we will desire to have a pure and a believing heart. So that the heart, because our heart determines, the condition of our hearts, the state of our hearts determines our produce, our productivity, our fruitfulness. And so Father, I just bless your people this morning. I bless you in the name of the Father. I bless you in the name of the Son. And I bless you this morning in the name of the sweet Holy Spirit. So go today. Choosing to persevere. Choosing not to give up. Choosing not to allow the word of God to be choked out of your heart. Today. Go. Have a blessed week. Until we meet again next Sunday. Have a great and a spirit-filled week. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd, everybody. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. He goes before me. Defender behind me. Defender behind me. I won't fear. I won't fear. I'm filled with anointing. I'm filled with anointing. Just shout Jesus right there.